0: Laura?
1: Thank you. Thank you. It's Hi. good to be back in a somewhat saner world than uh, we left it last time.
0: Yeah, I wasn't even talking about your vacation. Uh, welcome back to uh,
1: to reality <laughs> that makes somewhat more sense.
0: At least a little bit.
1: At least a little. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, just in case anyone couldn't pick up on it, this we're recording this on the Sunday after the election night. So, uh, yeah, that's why everything is back on kilter for us.
1: Yeah, for the first time in four years, I feel like my feet are on uh, firm ground and that I can breathe (laughs) just a little more easy and uh, take just a little more joy out of life, even uh, even more joy out of like watching old movies.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, so anyways, let's get on to it. Hello and welcome to Come Back a Star. (laughs) Hi. In this podcast, we review every Best Picture nominee and winner since 1927 onwards. And today we are covering number zero, 020, zero, Big 20, Skippy.
1: 20th. Skippy, all right. That's uh, that's the
0: name of the movie. It's not the peanut butter we're talking about. No. It's just a movie called Skippy.
1: It's called Skippy. Um, what we do here, it, right? we Did you already uh, explain the rating? I was busy looking at the script. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my gosh. See, I'm this rusty. Is... I'm rusty a week off and I'm just I don't know what's going on.
0: Well, as Laura hinted uh, in this podcast, what we do is that we kind of review the movie, uh, cover the plot and what happens and our reactions to it. And after all that, we have some ratings based off of rounds, something like uh, acting, writing, cinematography, and then we give the movie some chance for some bonus points on things like costumes, boldness, legacy, longevity, technical stuff. And, uh, yeah, after all that, we tally up the score mm-hmm. and we determine whether or not we're going to award it a nomination for the Notsker, a movie award podcast movie award.
1: It's beautiful. It's a beautiful process.
0: That's right. And... um Here we are on to our second movie of the 3031.
1: Yes, or I believe it is 31 indeed. Okay. And much different in every way from Trader Horn, thank goodness.
0: Oh my goodness, yes. Uh, If you haven't listened to it, um, I understand why you wouldn't. But a couple of episodes ago, the last episode for Laura, actually we covered Trader Horn, which was... Hopefully the worst movie we'll ever see in our lives.
1: Hopefully. Yeah, that's what we can uh, hope and believe in. But getting on to Skippy, uh, based on the popular comic that ran from 1923 to 1945 by Percy Crosby, Skippy tells the story of the titular nine-year-old son of well-off but strict Dr. Herbert Skinner and his wife, Ellen. Skinner is the head of their town's board of health, and his pet project is tearing down the local shanty town across the tracks, which he believes is riddled with disease. Skippy, played by Jackie Cooper, is in contrast to his father, a free-spirited sort who regularly leads a club of poor and wealthy kids alike in the shantytown, unaware of his father's designs on the town.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Dennis the Menace if Dennis the Menace had friends. Of his own age.
1: Right. There's no Mr. Wilson. I mean, I guess the dad is basically Mr. Wilson because he kind of serves as Skippy's foil. You know, he's very uptight, rigid, strict. And Skippy is just, he's kind of like the dude Lebowski, but like in uh, early 1930s child form, (laughs) (laughs) wearing a top hat and an overcoat with no pants, but little tiny shorts. It's a look. It's a look with a capital L. Yeah.
0: He. He definitely has like a little Lord Fauntleroy look to him sometimes. But, but. his
1: attitude is far more um well, like an early nineteen thirties uh street like carnival barker almost. <laughs> He's a great character. And I, I yeah. think he comes to be like one of the most honorable characters, believe it or not, that we've we've seen so far in our films.
0: I can see that, yeah. Yeah, he's he's a good kid.
1: He's a good kid. I did not expect to like a child character so much. Yeah, he's he's a
0: naughty kid, but a good kid.
1: Exactly. Exactly. When they say boys will be boys, this is the nonsense they mean. Not that other stuff. One day, Skippy is impressed by the stamina and stubbornness of poor young Suki Wayne, played by Robert Coogan, who is the younger brother of uh, child star Jackie Coogan from Charlie Chaplin's The Kid. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, So I because I thought, dang, that kid looks like Jackie Coogan. They must be making him up to look like him. No, he's his little brother. And of course, I always get Jackie Coogan and Jackie Cooper, who plays Skippy in this mixed up. Um, (laughs) Jackie Coogan went on to play Uncle Fester in the 60s TV show of uh, the Addams Family. Uh, Jackie Cooper kept up a pretty good career. Um, He's actually in an episode of Columbo. As the villain. Um, oh, interesting. It was actually a political episode. He plays a candidate for uh, governor, I think. Um, and uh, that's a good one. I should make you watch it. And then yeah, we can, absolutely. We could start a Columbo side uh, podcast. <laughs> but anyway... Although Skippy initially commissions his self professed nervous and high strung friend Sidney to fight Suki, uh, because Suki tried to make off with Wood from their clubhouse. Skippy ends up fighting local bully Harley Nubbins for picking on Suki. This wins Suki's admiration and he and Skippy become fast friends.
0: Far too many names that end in Y.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so
0: it's
1: an odd little universe we're living in. Well, let here.
0: me let me get this straight. Skippy mm-hmm. is friends with Sydney.
1: Sydney, yes.
0: And because Sookie wanted to take, he basically is pretty strong because he just tears off some wood from their clubhouse. Yeah. he's his bare hands. He's a little guy, but he knows what he's doing. He's a, he's a tiny little hulk in a very large hat, which is pretty cute. <laughs> it is pretty cute. And uh, so Sydney Skippy's friend, is to fight Sookie, and they get into like a little bit of a slap fight. But then the bully, Harley Nubbins, Steps in and starts beating on Sookie. And when uh, Skippy stands up for him, that's when Sookie uh, and Skippy become friends.
1: Exactly. They kind of pair up. Yeah. So Skippy and Sydney are both from the quote unquote right side of town, the right side of the tracks, literally. Right. They have to cross the tracks to get to Shantytown. And, you know, his dad makes uh, Skippy promise not to go over the tracks. So they... And this is kind of a theme throughout Skippy's character that he follows the order to the word. So he goes under the tracks through a tunnel to get to Shantytown. And so that's where Suki and Harley, the bully, live is Shantytown. And so they are uh, they are financially so much worse off than Skippy and Sydney.
0: Oh, yeah. Like when you see the scenes with Skippy's house, it's pretty luxurious. I would
1: love to live in that house, frankly. Seriously. It's it's nice. So and but. Skippy is that kind of fellow where he just takes up with everybody on the same level. And apparently that's true in the comic strip as well. And uh, so he and Suki just kind of form one of those friendships that is just two little kids really clicking and just really loving each other. It's very sweet.
0: Yeah. And you also get to see uh, Skippy sort of like sense of honor in this. He doesn't want um he doesn't think it's fair for Suki to fight someone above his weight class.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: He he even refers to weight, I think. Yep. And uh that's how they determined that Sydney, who is not at all interested in fighting anyone. No,
1: he's a wispy fellow.
0: Yeah, he's uh nervous and high strung as he says as he
1: says. That was the first line I'm like, okay, I'm liking this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Suki Sook, so and Skippy hang out around Shantytown, and Suki introduces uh, Skippy both to his very kind mother and his wonderful dog, Penny. Uh, I'm kind of a running gag is that uh, Suki thinks Penny, who is an obvious, uh, like, scruffy mutt, is a thoroughbred, and when his mom tries to explain to him, no, honey, he's a mutt, uh, Suki's so- like, like, yeah, but he's, like, got like Airedale and Terrier and listing all these like thoroughbred breeds. So he has more thoroughbred in him than any thoroughbred, you know, and it's, it's pretty cute. It's cute. Kid logic. Um, Suki explains that the shanty town is uh, probably going to be torn down and his family and all the others will have to move. And Harley, who overhears accuses Skippy's father of being the one to order it. And, uh, that really disturbs Skippy, who does not want to believe that of his papa. Oh, and I forgot to mention, Penny is not technically Suki's dog because he does not have a license because his family can't afford the whopping three dollars for the license.
0: Right, right.
1: So uh, <laughs> so a few little kind of foreshadowing facts laid right out for there. us there. Dog, uh, <laughs> beloved dog who does not have a license and Skippy's dad might just have designs on the shantytown.
0: I think. We should uh, take a pause at this moment and reveal the worst part of this movie at this point before people go on. That's true. Penny. Penny doesn't make it. Penny does not make
1: this. And I was super surprised because going by the tone of the movie, which really kind of seems in a lot of ways like an extended up to this point, like an extended uh, like our gang short. um, I did not see it coming. Uh, It's very devastating, but I think they do it well. I think they pull it off and that's and yeah, I'm it's saying not that. gratuitous.
0: They don't show anything. No, it's, it's a gut punch on its own. It's
1: a gut punch and it's really hard. But I, I'll go into this about why I think it was important. They went ahead and did that and realize this is coming from a person who once they see a dog in the movie, I look up. Does the dog die in on the does the dog die website? Because one has to be prepared <laughs> for this kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it's. It's pretty, it's pretty rough. Uh, Let's see. So one day Skippy and Sookie observe Harley buying himself an ice cream cone and attempt to buy another one off of him uh, by trading him a, their slingshot. Harley tries out the slingshot and ends up breaking his dad's dog catcher's truck uh, windshield. A hard and brutal man, Mr. Nubbins buys his son's story that Skippy and Sookie were the culprits and in retaliation takes Penny to the pound.
1: Not a not a good guy, uh, Mr. Nubbins. I mean, I think the movie does a good job of showing that, you know, there people are complex and anyone living in shantytown is living the hardest life right now. Mm -hmm. And also, as we later find out, he is following, you know, the mandates uh, from the health board. Yeah, the
0: health board led by Skippy
1: by Skippy's dad. And also, it's
0: kind of a parallel, I guess, uh, to Skippy himself, who follows the letter of the law, if not the spirit of the law.
1: Good point. Good point. Because but, this is all out of spite on Nubbins' part. Yeah.
0: N- Nubbins is uh, following the letter of the law to the letter because because he's a jerk.
1: He's kind of a Dickens villain, really.
0: Oh, yeah, Absolutely.
1: Skippy and Suki beg Mr. Nubbins for the return of Penny, but Nubbins turns them away, saying he'll return Penny only when he receives the customary three dollars, which comes to about forty seven dollars in today's currency, which was quite the hefty sum in Depression era America. And this is really kind of the first movie we have so far that really I mean, it's indirect because they never named the Depression, but right. it's the first one to like openly deal with the depression. And it's really interesting that they chose like this kid's movie yeah. to do it. But I guess, and, and I'll get into this more, Percy Crosby, this uh, strip was kind of the precursor for, like, the Peanuts and uh, the Pogo, the Calvin and Hobbes we got later in that, yeah, right. it's a comic strip, but there is a lot of social commentary going on. So, you know, not knowing really anything about Skippy going in, I think we kind of, like, find out the whole strip's philosophy in this movie, which means it's a it's a good telling of, of the strip.
0: Yeah, I would say so.
1: If they don't get him the money in three days, Penny will be shot. Luckily, Skippy has a small bank safe filled with his savings that he's been collecting for a bike. But because his mother tells him not to touch it, he once again does his uh, follow the rules to the letter without following the spirit of it. He and Suki break it open by placing it on the road and snatching the $3 after a passing truck runs over it and breaks it.
0: Yeah, it's... Pretty elaborate and funny.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it takes well, a little a bit of time guys. up in
0: the movie, but it
1: does. It does. But I do yeah. admire movies that take their time to like get to their setup because it, it is It is usually worth it.
0: Yeah, he he goes through the trouble of lassoing yes. the uh, the little bank in order to not touch it.
1: Which kind of looks like the cube in Hellraiser that opens up the gates to hell. It's it's a very, you know, usually when you think of, like, bank, you think piggy bank for kids, but I uh, this, this is...
0: It looks like a tiny safe.
1: Which kind of is in line with the way he's raised by Dr. Skinner, who I can't emphasize enough is just the most uptight, straight-laced guy you'd ever met. It's like, I'm not going to teach him money comes from pigs. He's just going to get it in a tiny little safe. <laughs> Is the, I imagine that's how the uh, conversation goes. <sighs> Anyhow, unfortunately, Mr. Nubbins confiscates the money for his windshield. Remember, he thinks they broke his windshield. And he says the boys still need the three dollars to free Penny. The boys scheme to get the money first by selling all of Dr. Skinny's empty medicine bottles, then by attempting to sell lemonade and running errands. And finally by conning the vain young Eloise, who is Sydney's sister, out of her dollar by putting on a show for her to recite in for the children. And that is one of the most nut nut so scenes is this like yes. they, they they throw together this this review basically for uh the town's children who uh react as any mob of children would, constant screaming and throwing things. And it truly descends into chaos when Skippy and Suki's magic show trick of sawing Suki in half is revealed as a fake. And I, I was, I couldn't really summarize how it goes wrong in the script. It's, it's easier to explain. So <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. You know, they, it's obvious from the start that, uh, this isn't just Suki in the box because it's incredibly long. Right. It's and
0: obviously long enough for two kids.
1: For two kids. It turns out another of their friends is in there and Sydney, uh, being a little turd has to be that a voice in the audience like, this isn't real. And, uh, Suki says it is. And like, well, then move your feet. And so he like kicks at his friends. So his friend moves his feet. But the friend, when Skippy tries to like saw the box, he sees that it's like coming down right at his head. And he's like, skipping this nonsense and like just jumps out. out and leaves. And of course, you know, that causes an uprising in the audience. Um, <laughs> And that's when they decide to just kind of push Eloise uh, into the uh, onto stage. And they they try to kind of deflect like by throwing fruit at Sydney, so he can't hit Eloise. But she sings her little song and they get their dollar.
0: All right. <clears throat> However, after all that, they are still 30 cents short of the three dollars. They head to Dr. Skinner's office, but through an intermediary, he sends the boys away without speaking to them. They decide to take their chances and try giving Mr. Nubbins the money that they have with the promise that they'll pay him the rest later. However, they're too late. Penny has been shot.
1: As we've flat out said, yes. And it's at first and it wasn't really until the end that I really fully realized, oh, they did kill her because I assumed he was just lying to like mess with them. Right. Um, But yeah, no, Penny's been shot. People had
0: different relationships with their dogs back then. I mean.
1: And you could see the beginning of our current preoccupation with our pets in the boys' reactions.
0: Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot of crying. And in order to get that crying, the director did some pretty evil stuff. Oh,
1: you read about that, huh?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The director, in order to get some tears from, what's his name?
1: (laughs) Jackie Cooper. Jackie
0: Cooper, the kid star, uh, threatened to uh, shoot his dog. Yeah. And the, so he could get genuine tears out of him.
1: And, um, and it,
0: it works. It
1: worked. But Norman Torog, who was the director, was also Jackie Cooper's uncle uh, mm-hmm. by marriage. And apparently Jackie Cooper just did not get along with him after that and just kind of held a grudge because it's a horrible trick to pull on a kid. Oh, and yeah. Directors pull this sh- this crap all the time in uh at the end of. um Uh, meet me in St. Louis when uh, Margaret little Margaret O'Brien's character is supposed to like kind of go berserk and cry and tear up her yard and push down the snowman because they have to leave. Same thing. They said, honey, your dog just died. Okay, go and action. And those. So those were real tears. And then, of course, told afterwards, your dog's not dead. It's like, well, thanks for teaching me never to trust an adult again. (laughs) I guess that's probably for the best in this business. Oh, gosh. Uh, Not worth it, directors. Not worth
0: it. Yes. And I had to read that sentence a couple of times to figure out what was going on. And I was relieved to hear that the they did not actually shoot his dog. No. For a moment I thought like this director was far worse than he actually
1: well, was. Well didn't did he actually like shoot a gun? Have somebody shoot a gun so at least so to like convince Cooper that yeah we just killed your freaking dog? <laughs> it's awful.
0: Yeah, it, it was it was child abuse.
1: It was child abuse. It's just uh there is just some deep karma I feel like coming for Hollywood in just that we're going to create this piece of art to showcase that you should be more compassionate. And we're going to do that by lacking any compassion and abusing these children. It's like, that's, that's some, that's some bad karma coming. Oh, way.
0: absolutely. Uh, Both of the boys are, are devastated about Penny and Skippy tries to distract Sookie to no avail, even offering uh, him his pet turtle to keep. And, I guess we haven't covered the turtle yet.
1: Yeah, the turtle whose name I can't even remember, but he just at first we were both hoping it was a toy because he's kept in this very tiny little box.
0: Yeah. It was like a turtle that he keeps under the sink. Yeah. With in a tiny box that is about as large as the turtle.
1: Speaking of abuse.
0: Yes. Skippy doesn't know Speaking of the Thirties.
1: Speaking of the thirties.
0: <gasps> you guys have something to answer for here in treatment of animals.
1: I think this whole sequence is so effective. Mm -hmm. It just follows the boys as they make their way back to Suki's house. And Suki is just absolutely heartbroken. This sensitive little kid is just crying. And Skippy is just trying to goof around to cheer him up and like, but like puts his arm around him sometimes. It's such a sweet demonstration of like that kind of like child relationship and how adults just have a way of, twisting their hearts
0: yeah so skippy returns home his father is ready to lecture him for bothering him at his office and stirring trouble around town but is taken aback by his son's uncharacteristically listless manner Uh, dr skinner overhears skippy praying asking god through his tears to help sookie and make his father understand children when dr skinner tries to ask him what's wrong skippy tells him sharply to leave him alone which is it's pretty heartbreaking. It
1: is. Yeah, because, I mean, he's basically on hysterics in his bed and his uptight, straight-laced dad just does not know, doesn't have the tools to know how to cope with that.
0: Yeah, and I appreciated that they made this uptight, straight-laced guy not exactly the villain and made it an adult that could, that could learn. Could learn. And actually did care.
1: Yeah, who obviously loved his son, but just did not know at that point how to show it.
0: Right. Um, Skippy blames his father for stigmatizing Shantytown as a health hazard and indirectly leading to Penny's death. Because, again, Skippy's dad is the one that forwards all the the regulations that say Mm -hmm. that, you know, a stray can only be kept this long, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, The next day, Skippy's mother tells him to go out the front door. And there he finds a new bicycle from his father waiting for him.
1: Classic trying to buy your child's forgiveness. Yes.
0: (laughs) Uh, And that's definitely what we think is happening here. Thinking like, oh, gosh, the dad doesn't understand the kid at all. Yeah. Uh, And Skippy rides it joylessly until he runs into Eloise, uh, the girl that they got to pay them a dollar so she could Could recite recite was it recite a poem or sing a song? She's I really think into it's reciting, reciting. She's, poetry. It's, I think, yeah,
1: I think it is reciting. Yeah, she's a trip. I thought she uh, um, Mitzi Green, I think is the actress's name. Yeah, and she, I thought she was really good. She's a good little,
0: yeah, classic comic book character girl nemesis yeah. of very, Mar-
1: yeah, very Margaret from Dennis the Menace. Yeah. Uh,
0: so Eloise is taken by Skippy's new ride, and it's easy to convince her to trade. A new dog that she's just gotten for the bike. So, um, surprisingly, conv- conveniently, <laughs> uh, Eloise has this new dog that. Actually looks a lot like Penny.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's basically a blonde Penny, like like Penny's, you know, very dark, scruffy dog. And this is kind of a more of a light colored scruffy dog. Knowing
0: the 30s, it could be the same dog. They could have taken Penny and like (laughs) rubbed charcoal all over it and then washed it for the next scene.
1: You know, I would not be surprised. Uh, Skippy excitedly takes the dog over to Suki, only to find that someone left a licensed bulldog outside Suki's house for him. However, Suki takes to Skippy's dog much more quickly, the dog sharing Penny's affectionate nature along with his look. Skippy proclaims he's moving into Suki's house, believing his parents won't miss him, so he's still very, very upset with his dad. However, it turns out that his father was the one to leave the dog outside Suki's house and that he is inside speaking to Suki's mother. He has decided not to demand the tearing down of Shantytown. He and his son reconcile and take the pups for a walk with Suki, And in an attempt to teach the dog's fetch, he breaks Mr. Nubbin's brand new windshield. The two fathers get in a fight and Dr. Skinner wins, earning his son's respect as the film fades to black. And that is Skippy. 1931 Skippy.
0: Darn Skippy.
1: I liked this movie. You did? I did. Did you like this movie?
0: It had a lot of children which is always dicey for me.
1: Yeah, and they do sure do shriek and jump around and are sometimes <laughs> impossible to understand. It's true.
0: But that given that given that the cast is largely children, I I say that they did a good job. They did a agree- good Yeah, I
1: think they did a really good job. It you know, I was very afraid that it would be very saccharine, uh very juvenile humor and there certainly are sappy bits and juvenile bits but i think overall it's a very effective movie and i think a very important movie for kids and parents probably to see around that time i mean it yeah. tackled some heavy stuff
0: yeah absolutely
1: they kill the dang dog
0: i know well, yeah <laughs> Yeah, that was rough.
1: That was rough. Is my dog here? He's black and likes to lick you a lot. Yeah, we shot him. It's like, good God. (laughs) (laughs) And again, I totally thought that that it was going to be revealed at the end that Mr. Nubbids had like secretly given the dog to his son. And uh, at the end gives, gives him back. But no, no. And I mean, I guess good on them because I think it takes that kind of thing for... Because I think kids should know they shouldn't trust every adult. Like I think that's an I important guess lesson. So, yeah. Oh, should we should we jump right into the rating?
0: Yeah, let's go ahead and start rating this puppy. Yeah. Um, so let's start oh,
1: puppy, off. Puppy, puppy. Oh, was cruel. So- God, Sorry.
0: Too soon. <laughs> okay. Um, well, there are two puppies at the end. That's
1: true. That's true. They get there are twice a lot of, puppies. there are a lot of pups. There are a lot of pups. I mean, I think the whole, our gang kind of comic strip phenomena that happened around this time really did kind of increase affection for family pets mm. and giving kids a voice. And so that leads more to the kind of teen culture, Bobby socks, you get in the forties and fifties. And of course, Disney comes right in with like Lady and the Tramp and stuff. And now we're all just a bunch of hopeless messes about our animals and the crumbling of society, et cetera, et cetera.
0: It used to not be that way, though, the way that we have it now where our pets are basically our children.
1: Yeah, that's it's a weird turn that I don't think any of our. uh you know, grandfathers and great grandfathers ever really predicted, but here we are. And at least we're not making too many wars, right? <laughs> there, Yeah. There, we, there go. we go. Okay.
0: So let's see. Our first category is acting.
1: You know, I mean, like you said, the ki- I was actually more impressed by the kids overall than I was the adults. Oh, for sure. I mean, like in particular, um, Enid Bennett as Ellen, Skippy's mom. Oh my God. She just seemed like the classic downtrodden, probably needs mama's little helpers to get her through the day, sort of droopy mom, like, okay, honey, do what your father says. And I don't think she was meant to come off that way. So it was just a little like, oh. Yeah. And uh so none of the adults really super impressed me too much. They weren't terrible, but I do feel like it was the kids shows. And I think the kids did a very good job, especially Cooper, who I mean, I loved Skippy from the moment I saw his character get up in the morning and kind of just mutter to himself. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. He like just has this running, muttering monologue. I'm like, oh, I gotta put my pants on. Oh, why does this have to happen every day and brush my hair? Why I gotta brush my hair? It's gonna get messed up anyway. And it just, he just comes off as like this cranky little old man. <laughs> uh, but also kind of like, you know, he'd be a hippie stoner someday too if he was born just a little bit later. Like he has that kind of cool laid back vibe. This little, <laughs> this like nine year old child.
0: <laughs> Good vibes.
1: Good vibes. And, um, Little uh, Robert Coogan, uh, who plays Suki, uh, you know he's—I'm pretty sure he's a bit younger than Cooper, so yeah. his enunciation isn't as good. It's sometimes hard to understand him. He's obviously probably reading, like not reading, but like getting told his lines, probably like fed right, uh, right. Sc- off screen. But he's so cute and so sincere that I think that you know he gets away with. Yeah. They, they feel like real kids. They're not like Hollywoodized, glamorized kids. They're just. A bunch of, bunch of little rascals almost.
0: Yeah, definitely there's that feel to it. And I feel like the material that they were given to work with was exactly at their... At their level. At their level.
1: I agree. So I'm going to give it a... I think I'll give the acting a seven. A seven? Yeah.
0: I'm going to match your seven.
1: Maybe I actually I thought
0: you might have gone higher, but...
1: I. Well, it's just the adults are so lackluster.
0: There, There is that.
1: And you know... I mean, the kids are good, but, you
0: know, I think maybe they were steering towards the comic strip so much because the adults really did feel like they were coming out of a comic strip, which is not does not always translate well to screen.
1: Yeah. I know. I think because this is probably one of the first movies to be based off a comic strip. I, I read that it was obviously the first Oscar nominated film, but I don't know if it was right. the first film to be based off a comic strip. Um, probably people just didn't really quite know yet how to do that. Well, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, maybe the mom should have been more kind of cartoonishly olive oilish or something to, <laughs> to get interesting. But um, No, I mean, the kids made off with the movie as they should have.
0: All right. Uh, So our next category is writing.
1: The writing, I think, was, like you said, really tight, really like. Appropriate age appropriate. And, um, you know, you could argue that the turnaround for the dad at the end is just a little too much. Daddy Warbucks, like Scrooge at the end of Christmas Carol, probably Mm -hmm. a little too uh, hunky dory. But, you know, the dog died. OK, let's have a little bit of hope and cheer at the end of it. So I think I'm going to give the writing an eight.
0: An eight. OK, I'm going to diverge from you on that and give it a six actually. <gasps> um, just because I thought I thought it was OK. I thought it was very Sunday comic strippy. Yeah. Uh, which it which it was. Which
1: it was. Right.
0: Um, a lot of it I I get I get the eight for sure. It was interesting that they kind of had it at the children's level. Yeah. I don't know if it was necessarily a movie directed at children.
1: It's it is hard to tell the audience exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it was for the American people at this time.
0: Yeah, I would say so.
1: I think they wanted some distraction and kids are fun distractions. But I think the filmmakers also wanted to say, hey, there's a lot of inequality going on right now Mm -hmm. uh the depress people reacting to the depression are being reactionary against the wrong people as in the poor people uh who have suffered economically uh, which is not at all relevant today (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i get i get your six though because i mean it is I'm probably being overly generous just because this is not Trader Horn. And it is the first movie we are seeing <laughs> after Trader Horn.
0: Maybe. All right. Next category is cinematography.
1: I thought it was okay. It was functional. I didn't really notice anything. I mean, I liked the when, you know, after Penny dies, the way they kind of track behind the children in a continuous uh, uh, shot as, as, uh, you know, Skippy tries to distract him by like standing on his head, showing him the turtle and all of that. So that was good. I mean, It was serviceable. So I guess I'll give it a five.
0: Yeah, I would say five is right. And exactly for like the one exactly for the reasons you gave. I think the one thing that kind of stood out was the shots of the children plodding along and that camera plotting along with them. Yeah, it really so,
1: puts you on their level.
0: Yeah, I thought You know, that can't be easy when you're when you're the subjects of your shot are
1: our kids, (laughs) our little kids, kids, right?
0: But, yeah, you know, it was it was okay. Yeah, I'll give it a five. It's average. And let's see, our next category is overall. How well do the acting, writing and cinematography come together for a overall product?
1: I think I'll give it. an eight, an eight. I mean, I just it really left a good feeling. Um, I think it's just and, you know, the Skippy character, because Cooper is so good, um, he really sells he doesn't come off as like a little saintly wayfish kid He goes off as a real kid who has a really good heart. And mm-hmm. it's just it's just always kind of nice to know that, like, this kid had every excuse to be a little snobby bully and because he comes from a very good family uh, very good house. And his dad is kind of a snob, a uh, kind of a snob and yeah, has true. and is always lecturing him about how not to go to shantytown. You shouldn't mix with those people. And that but he follows his own heart. And I think that's just an important thing to take away from a movie, especially made in the same year. as <laughs> <laughs> It's just such a good contrast.
0: Yeah, I'm going to give it a seven. And. I think, yeah, exactly for the same reasons like that that you mentioned, I feel like it really did a good job of what it set out to do in kind of presenting this uplifting story that is, you know, charming, funny, cute and also grim and mm-hmm. acknowledging the hardships that people were going through at that time.
1: And that grim and fun can go side by side because, I mean, I think it's a perfect example of how human nature, we will adapt to our circumstances and get what joy we can out of it.
0: Yeah, and I think they did a good job of presenting these kids who don't understand, you know, this side of the track versus that side of the track mm-hmm. and kind of the wisdom that these kids portray as their situation is presented to the adults.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: So, yeah, I think they did a good job. I that. think they did. Good, good show overall.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I've been so generous because I had such low expectations. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was so defeated and sad after Trader Horn. And I was like, oh, great, a movie about a comic strip I've never even heard of. I this will be, <laughs> this will be fun. And it was. It yeah, was genuinely it was fun. fun. It, it was, was a fun, fun. movie. Uh,
0: so let's go on to the bonus rounds. Ba, ba,
1: ba, bonus rounds.
0: All right. So for the costume and set, what do we feel about the costumes and set?
1: I think they did well. I mean, <laughs> Cooper apparently did not really love his costume because Skippy kind of, he wears like, he's like a, almost a mini Mr. Monopoly. He's got a top hat and he's got like an overcoat, but then a <laughs> the little, little shorts to kind of show, but you know, but I could also party. Uh, <laughs> and they get that to a T. Um, I mean, and, and you know, the shanty town and everything and, well, it's a good set, so I'll give it.
0: Yeah, and Sookie does have an adorably large hat.
1: An adorably large hat, and I'm sure that is a nod to his older brother's role in the kid. He basically wears the same thing, and it's super cute. Aww. So I'll give it I'll give it a four.
0: A four. Four bonus points. I am going to follow up your four right. with a four. Um, yeah, I really liked the costumes and set. I it was obviously, I think, probably inspired by the comic book yeah just had that feel.
1: It it was. It definitely was. Like Cooper was like, I don't want to wear this. But then he realized, OK, I guess it's important for the character. That's his signature look.
0: hmm. All right. Our next bonus category. The next chance for bonus points is boldness.
1: Oh, I'll what give kind it.
0: of what kind of risks does this movie take that pay off?
1: Five. I will give it a five. I mean, I did not see Penny coming and I was mad about it at the time because who isn't mad when a cute, adorable dog dies in a movie that you weren't expecting it to. Uh, but I think they handled that maturely and with compassion and. Uh,
0: and they could have not.
1: And they could have not. And they could have uh, they could have done at the end where no, no, Penny's alive after all. But they didn't. They gave another kind of happy ending. Just, And I think the overall message they were trying to give the audiences at this time is just, you know, soldier on, guys, soldier on all you could do at this time
0: yeah I think I'm gonna give it a three three bonus points for the exact same reasons the reason why I'm not bumping it up further is I'm considering like the five that we gave to all quiet on the western front
1: (laughs) it's it's gonna be difficult I mean uh, you know it, it it's like a mini quiet on the western front it's like you know I mean, how different is Petty's death from Kachitsky's think about. <laughs> no, I I get it. I yeah. get
0: it. I, I, they could have made it easier and they didn't.
1: They didn't, right.
0: Okay, so let's go on to our next category for bonus points: Legacy. How does this movie influence movies that come after it?
1: Mm. I mean, like I said, the comic itself really inspired uh Schultz and Watterson and all the people who did, you know, Peanuts and Calvin and Hobbes and giving like more of a philosoph- philosophic approach to childhood. So for comics, I'm sure Skippy has quite the legacy. As for the movie itself, I I mean, this was the first time I'd ever heard of it. I mm-hmm. mean, frankly, I, hadn't heard, I haven't really heard of any of the movies this year, which does not speak too optimistically. So I just... I mean, you know, I think it just it further cemented Jackie Cooper as a popular child star.
0: Yeah, he got nominated, right? For I think he did. Actor? He?
1: So let's give it, a, I guess, a one for Cooper.
0: Well, a one for Cooper. Yep. Um. Yeah, I'm going to give it a one. I might award it some extra bonus points for like future comic strip movies. But oh, that's then- a good
1: point. I'm sure the success of this made it possible for.
0: I give it one for that. And then I subtract that one because that also involves the Charlie Brown movies. Yeah. Which also had a brilliant idea of having child actors and it did not go well.
1: I mean, you might get some, some heat for that, Jason. There are people who are so devoted to those movies.
0: Uh, I don't I know,
1: personally I know. get it. I just, well, I, I mean, have a
0: personal vendetta about it. And it's just me. I'm just being a Grinch. Know, it's, but,
1: that's quite all right. I, I kind of agree <laughs> Yes.
0: <laughs> An ally <laughs> I in think the war it, against Charlie Brown's Christmas. I,
1: I think it's just all about how exposed you were to it at a young age. My Christmas films growing up were the Rankin Bass, Rudolph the red Reindeer, and The Grinch. Uh, other kids got Charlie Brown, and that's okay. But it's just I miss that nostalgia window, <laughs> I guess.
0: Yeah, sometimes you just got to watch something at the right time in your
1: life. Exactly.
0: Uh, let's see so longevity is our next category for bonus points how well does this movie stand up over time i'm gonna say a good solid three
1: i'd say yeah i'll match your three i think it's you know um i don't know how much it would hold like a kid's attention these days right because i mean it's certainly not like as fast paced and bright and shiny as like Lego movies and whatnot today. So, um, yeah, I think that's about right. I mean, but I still think, you know, most people would find it enjoyable. Yeah. And, charming. Yeah. And, um, again, I can't overstate just how likable Jackie Cooper is as Skippy mm. and how likable the kids are, which is definitely to the movie's credits. since that often doesn't happen in movies with kids. <laughs> like You just end up going, Oh God, I love those, that shrill voice. <laughs>
0: All right. in our last category, technical. Um, sound was good. Yeah. I don't know if there were really any special effects that we can talk about. Um, um, the car did drive over that penny bank.
1: The, yeah, that that was quite the feat. <laughs> and I, I just like the effect of, you know, the first time a truck passes, it's just right between the wheels and doesn't get damaged at all. But that doesn't really have to do with anything technical. So, I mean a two maybe i don't know
0: two points yeah i'll give it two points they they smashed open a piggy bank convincingly
1: absolutely
0: and uh please
1: a cube bank
0: a cube yeah that's right <laughs> little little board cube <gasps> um and yeah and they got that shot within the uh the box that they were sawing in half
1: yeah Yeah, that's that's a good point. That was probably a complicated. I wonder how they did do that. It was a complicated shot to get because they were like right next to the little kid actor who was like seeing the saw coming down on -hmm. his head. So I assume that that was kind of a tricky. So, yeah, yeah, I feel still I'm going to keep it a two.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's take a break here to tally up the.
1: Well, here, before we cut to the break, I will uh, give a little tribute to Alex Trebek, who just uh, passed away, and provide a little waiting music. Oh, wait, we might run into copyright issues, huh? I'll just stop right there.
0: Okay, I have tallied up the totals, and we have a final score of 81. Oh. Which puts it one point below Disraeli.
1: You know. I'd say they're about on the same level, frankly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You actually, know? they're not dissimilar from each other in a weird way. Yeah.
1: In a weird way. I think Disraeli, as presented in that movie, and Skippy would have gotten along, although I think Skippy could have taught him a thing or two about- uh,
0: Caring about other people. Caring
1: about other people who aren't white and British. <laughs> um,
0: uh, yeah. And that's also a big jump from your last movie, Trader Horn, which was rated at negative 40.
1: Yeah. And
0: a sizable jump from The Patriot, which we uh, put at 55.
1: Ooh, I can't wait to hear that one.
0: So, uh, yeah, 81. Now the final question is, shall we nominate Skippy for a (sighs) Notscur?
1: You know, I think I'm going to. I think we we might be in for a bit of a dismal year. I don't know, it could be we just I mean I know, I'm sure, I'm hoping we started out with the worst. Uh but I don't know if we're going to really rise too far ahead because you were telling me that you, you read that this was the year most people think all of the wrong movies were nominated because we had Jimmy Cagney in Public Enemy, uh Edward G. Robinson in Little Caesar um and mm. God, there was one other you mentioned that I'm just like, why?
0: City Lights? It was you a just, Chaplin movie. Yeah,
1: the Chaplin movie, City Lights, which I'm like, honestly, I liked The Circus, but City Lights deserves an Oscar nom more than than that. Uh, City Lights really kind of pummels your heart, too, in a lot of ways. But, I mean, Skippy, it's, it's a good, solid movie that I think probably had a lot of impact on people who saw it in that time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's got a lot of just positive messages about getting along with our fellow humans, <laughs> and which is just not something we got with Trader Horn and so many other movies at that time where it was very much an us versus them uh, mentality. Um, and yeah, so I, I think it's not worthy. What what thank you.
0: I'm going to go ahead and, and agree for... Pretty much the same reasons. I actually, I just liked the movie.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I would have never thought, seen it and thought, oh, this has to be nominated for Best Picture, but it's uh, good.
0: Yeah. And I also think they are going to have some dismal.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're going <laughs> to have to have something, something to nominate. I mean, what do you want to bet this will be our winner?
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. I have a sinking feeling that it might be, but you know. You never know; there might be other ones that are pretty decent. Let's
1: still be open to it,
0: right? I I would like to propose right now that we include Public Enemy and Little Caesar in our considerations.
1: I think we should. I think we should. We should watch them.
0: I know we have so many movies to get through just on the Best Picture. And just on so the Best, but you
1: know we'll need a little bit of. Yeah, make
0: it competitive.
1: You yeah, make it competitive, really do. I mean, if we do, then I'm sure one of those will get the skirt, But it's about time. It's about time. They've. They they've, were skipped
0: over and we're not going to make the same mistake.
1: <laughs> we are not. All right.
0: Okay. So that is a Oscar for Skippy. Okay. Uh, well, I, we want to thank all of our listeners for listening in to us. Thanks for giving us a shot. If you have enjoyed this program, please share it with your friends yeah. and sp- spread around. Spread, spread around the, the joy. Message. Yeah. Spread yeah. around the joy. And um, you can find us on Twitter at Comeback A Star. And you can email us at uh, comebackastarpodcast at gmail.com You can find us on Facebook. We've actually gotten another follower, so I think we're up to, like, five. Um, So we possibly should put something on there at some point.
1: Uh, Yeah, at some point. um, (laughs) uh, Fan art. You know, submit all your fan art. Of Skippy. Of Skippy beating up Trader Horn. I am am commissioning this. Punching him like uh, like the old... uh, Anti-fascist propaganda America circulated of Uncle Sam punching out Hitler. I want Skippy punching out Trader Horn.
0: Oh, like right in the knees, too.
1: It's like it's like Trader Horn was Trump. And then we watched Skippy and Skippy. This
0: was the American people. was
1: the American people.
0: There we go. There
1: we go. We'll leave it on that. We
0: we don't have a political podcast, do we?
1: We don't. But you know what? This kind of goes beyond politics. Like if you've listened to us
0: this far, you've kind of picked up where we stand.
1: Yeah. And this is it's a stand for freedom, basically, and democracy. And if that's not what you stand for, then, you know, your way, your way of thinking and we know ours. And let's just leave it at that, I guess.
0: Okay, everyone. I think that's it. So we're going to turn this projector off and close the curtains and...
1: Have a good one. See you next time.
0: Have a good one, everyone.